Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heads Up Hockey podcast. This is your host, Jersey Joe Stanislaw. And I want to tell everyone that we have a wonderful sponsor in Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. Use promo code H-U-H-2021-2021. So use that promo code H-U-H-2021. So use that when you use the app, especially in the U.S. You can use it. Um, Today's episode, everybody, is going to be about how TBS, or should I say Turner Sports and ESPN, affect the NHL as well as the New Jersey Devils. Um, Where do I start? Okay, first off, it's been over a week, if not more than a week by the time you listen to this podcast. Um, The way the... NHL uh, set up the format to get this uh, new deal inked for seven plus years. So Turner Sports is what I grew up off of, uh, not being, you know, you know, hockey wise. I grew up watching um, Major League Baseball with the Atlanta Braves. Um, I watched all their games back then all the way through I think 2008 out of market I was living in Massachusetts and I also lived in New Jersey when uh, by the time the uh, the Turner deal expired and wasn't renewed so what I noticed uh, from Turner at the time is that they marketed the Braves very well on the national stage and Turner Sports and the entertainment side, they do a lot of cross-marketing on their sports pages. So, like, if there's an NBA night and there's an NHL night, they'll do – like, they used to do it for the Thrashers. They used to do it for when they had the Falcons, you know, during a Braves game. So, there was a little bit of uh, cross-marketing back then and then – uh, over time, um, it became part of uh, Fox Sports South. Um, once things started to slowly but shift away from uh, Turner Sports, because I remember seeing things online back then showing uh, the networks. But back to the hockey side, I really like the whole entire idea of Turner Sports. What this means for Devils fans is that a lot of the people that not only live in New Jersey and New York area, they will have people in upstate New York. You have people across New England who are New Jersey expats or from the area. You have people who've moved to Virginia or people who moved down the Sun Belt just to kind of cover the bases like Texas, Tennessee, not as sunny as the rest of the the Southern Belt, but you have a lot of people live in Florida and the Carolinas who move uh, out of state, you know, due to personal stuff. So I don't want to get into that, but 
Um, it, it makes for people during that time who move further away a lot easier to consume their favorite team's hockey uh, broadcasts and everything. So I remember, you know, from a baseball standpoint, I grew up uh, idolizing Skip Carey and Joe Simpson for uh, Braves baseball. And what I think this does for uh, Turner Sports covering the Devils is that you'll have someone like uh, like Steve Levy and you have Barry Melrose, although I'm not that crazy about Barry Melrose because he always picks the Kings over the Devils like he did in 2011-2012 playoffs where he consistently was wrong three out of four times. And the one time he was actually right was the actual Stanley Cup playoffs um, when it came to the Kings winning the Stanley Cup. And I know it stinks to say that now, but um, that was the only time he was ever right about choosing a winning team over another. So, anyways, I actually think that, or I know that um, that's from ESPN, but um, Turner Sports, I meant to say, is whoever they put on for Turner will do a really amazing job. The NBA. Uh, does a really good job of being marketed by Turner Sports. I really like the way that, you know, my brother-in-law is a big uh, Denver Nuggets fan and he gets the uh, out-of-market packaging. Uh, last I checked, he uses it through uh, YouTube uh, TV and I'm sure there's, you know, the more mainstream broadcasting rights that they pay to the NBA. But now the NHL, they're getting seven years worth of that. And this kind of exposure where um, if I were to go from New Jersey to visit my family out west and the Devils are on, let's say, TNT, uh, TBS, whatever, um, whatever outlet they're on for, for uh time like like different times for Turner Sports Entertainment this would be something that keeps me in the loop while I'm not in New Jersey and I can see the team on uh the national stage and it makes it easier for me to follow than just like um like paying a subscription I know uh Turner has uh, HBO Max, and they're talking about um, different games that are out of market to be sh- streamed for like different prices per month or whatever they're going to charge. So what this does for the Devils and the NHL is that there's a stream of hockey-related revenue, uh, over 200 something million dollars uh, each year. Uh, that goes towards the NHL's uh, cash flow revenue streams that the NHL has taken a hit over the past year during COVID and they have a flat cap. So this cash flow from uh, Turner Sports and entertainment really helps out the league a lot. It reduces the escrow and it helps with a future 
uh, collective bargaining agreement when it is going to be extended or renewed. Um, I see a few amendments to it when it does become renewed. So back to the uh, ESPN part of it is that there's over 400 plus million dollars being utilized towards that cash flow to the NHL's pockets. And you divide it up to 32 teams because Seattle just made their last payment to the NHL to be able to do any transactions like sign in their uh, entry-level contract players, um, getting new players from different teams to eventually uh, be part of the Seattle Kraken. And this opens up a lot of new revenues for the league. And this allows uh, teams that are in cap trouble to be able to make moves they otherwise wouldn't be able to make with just 31 teams. And teams going to lose a contract minus uh, Vegas because Vegas is still in their third year in existence. Uh and this is the last time they'll ever be exempt from a, a uh, expansion draft. So that's going to keep them um, protected with those assets. But um, Vegas, if they want to move a contract because they feel they want to make cap moves, they can do so um, within those parameters. But back to the business side, this gives um, – Owners and players, more money in their pockets. We're going to see a cap floor eventually getting raised. And everyone likes a nice pay raise. So you're going to see um, entry-level contracts going a bit up more. So that is going to eventually happen. And, of course, the players' union is going to want um, something to bargain in that favor. I really like the... Uh, near and long term of these two deals um, from the NHL. And it's given uh, the benefit of the doubt from both ESPN, which is run by Disney and Turner Sports is basically, you know, AT&T and a couple other uh, subsidiaries that they own. And, you know, back to the eyeballs and the ears, is that you're going to have more Americans. There's Last I checked, there was over 332.2 million uh, Americans um, right now since like the past year, I want to say, before the, the new census numbers are reported. Um, I tend to think that if the NHL does really well, they can appeal to maybe a minimum of maybe... 5% growth year over year in new fans because some fans who haven't been able to get more access to other teams outside of their own market. Like for instance, you know, a kid growing up might not always like, you know, the team in Chicago or they might like that team from Detroit or St. Louis or, um, even if someone lived in, let's say, uh, New England and they like that team from New Jersey with the players that they have, they might want to be a Devils fan. So 
Um, this allows, like, kind of like in the NFL where those games are more nationally televised. Um, it kind of opens up other regions and different fan bases to newer teams or teams that they didn't think about rooting for, but they begin to root for those teams anyway, but, or they have a special connection to those markets and they become fans of utilizing ESPN plus or people um, subscribing or just watching uh, Turner and TNT and be able to, you know, get their games in on uh, a weekly or daily basis. Um, it allows players like uh, Jack Hughes or uh, not Connor McDavid because he plays in Canada and you're, you might get um, Connor McDavid more often when he plays in a place like Minnesota. So a lot of fans in Minnesota who do get the uh, Turner side of things on a more uh, broad basis exposure to see McDavid more and that would allow those uh, super high-end players to get um, more exposure in the U.S. and then you have guys like uh, Austin Matthews who are American but they play in Canada and it gets them more eyeballs and ears uh, watching them and then you have um, like for instance I'm a New Jersey Devils fan and we also have rivalries with the Flyers and the Rangers and some conference rivalries with the Boston Bruins and, you know, so on and so forth. Those big markets uh, already have big eyeballs to begin with since, you know, the last contract was with uh, NBC Sports, which was under Comcast and Comcast runs some major news networks. So... The NHL moved on from uh, Comcast, and Comcast couldn't make any um, more bids to be serious to um, take on a deal. And it looks like, you know, that Turner Sports wanted to get more eyeballs in a market that they haven't been in since 1970 when the Atlanta Flames uh, moved to Calgary. So this is a big step in the NHL's growth as one of the top four major sports in, uh, in the U.S. And if the league succeeds in the near and long term, more kids will be playing hockey. You'll have, you know, more teams getting more hockey related revenue and players will um, eventually help contribute to even more uh, youth training camps and development camps, getting kids in the sport who otherwise their parents wouldn't have been able to afford the hockey costs of equipment and, you know, the NHL and whatnot, other initiatives to get more kids of different backgrounds to be part of this wonderful sport that is a true team sport that I firmly believe, you know, gets kids involved and allows them to learn life lessons, you know, working together, so on and so forth. 
I really like what Commissioner Gary Bettman has done to set up the NHL for uh, success. And when he does um, have these outdoor games, you're going to have a lot more eyeballs, even more on a more expanded basis. You're going to see those um, annual games be even more of a spectacle. And I want to see those uh, performances to be really good rivalries or even like, you know, I would like to see New Jersey play a outdoor game versus a team like uh, the Montreal Canadiens or a team like even the Winnipeg Jets because the Devils used to play the Jets when they were the Atlanta Thrashers and I thought it was one of my favorite um, Eastern Conference uh, games and the Jets now being in the Western Conference they are a good very good team but they've had some issues with their goaltending of late but it allows um, fans to recognize other players from the Canadian market into the more medium-sized American market to get more exposure and more fans to want to observe more players. Like, for instance, someone might not know about Mark Shifley in Winnipeg. Someone might not know Blake Wheeler. Someone might not know uh, Michael Hutchinson. You might not know about you know, this prospect who just got called up with the Devils or the Jets. It allows more people to know who these players are and get excited over uh, a better product or an existing product that's going to be even more exciting on a national stage. And we've had... Um, a lot of failure on ESPN over the years where after they uh, broke up with the NHL during the one of the last lockouts that the marketing for the players and the league really just went down the gutter. So I tend to think that now that ESPN has the ESPN Plus uh, streaming For me, I can actually use that. There are people, like, if you have a wireless carrier, and I'm not here to pimp out Verizon, but Verizon, for people who have the unlimited data plan, in their bundle, they actually have uh, ESPN Plus as part of the bundles that they have for uh, customers that want to use it and it might be uh, worthwhile for certain people who want to use that as a perk and be able to watch uh, NHL games on the go. So there are um, going to be ways for not just Disney competing for eyeballs, but there's also going to be Turner Sports and Entertainment are going to be going right after those people um, in every American household. And this is going to be great for not just the rivalries, but 
regular in-conference games, um, every regular 82-game schedule. There might be uh, a couple series that aren't rivalries that may be marketed better. Like, for instance, I actually like the Devils playing Nashville. You know, Nashville is a small market compared to uh, New York or even uh, Seattle, which is out in Washington State, and you have a lot of people moving out to Washington State. And Tennessee is starting to grow a little bit of hockey thanks to the success of the Nashville Predators over the years. But you still have some really good names in Nashville, so more people will become aware of those teams. And it is good for the brand building. But not just on business, but like, for the Devils, this is going to be good for more people to digest uh, the hockey uh, growth and the perspective of listening to more voices on Turner, you know, channels and all that good stuff. ESPN might have Gary Thorne uh, calling games, and Gary Thorne's made some wonderful calls, especially uh, in the playoffs when the Devils were um, very successful in 95 and in the 2000s. So that goes to show like the NHL is trying to reconnect with the past, but they're also trying to rekindle the present and the future. But what this does is that more people who become interested in the game will get more people like a future Austin Matthews in those non-traditional hockey markets, becoming not only diehard fans, but families who otherwise wouldn't have joined the sport of hockey to grow the game. And growing the game is not just the beginning, but it's the continuation of the sport's uh, survival and being able to get the word out there. And you'll have people who live in other countries who visit the U.S. and when they turn on a television or their smartphone and they see something on ESPN Plus or they see something on one of the Turner channels and they see a Devils game or they see, heck, even an Anaheim Ducks game, they'll see, like, for instance, the Ducks have a really good defenseman in uh, Jamie Drysdale, and they'll that kid might become more interested in Jamie Drysdale's playing style or lifestyle on and off the ice. Um, I tend to think like because the Devils have so many young players, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people being like, I want to learn more about this guy and. Uh, this GM and get a feeling of uh, everyday uh, business and learn more on and off the ice. And also, like, if someone's a beat writer and at the end of the game they start asking questions and people watch the post games, I think those uh, post game commentaries will be even more interesting, especially those little nuggets of rumors or. Just like even the status quo comments, like I like watching uh, 
John Tortorella once in a while give those like, you know, what do you mean? Oh, I'm sorry, but I don't answer to that. You know, those like very feisty uh, remarks tend to be something more like a a very interesting press conference where there's a where there's more edge. Um, it's like when Lindy Ruff was uh, coaching the Buffalo Sabers, he used to scream a lot in anger about what the refs made a miscall and get fiery. And also, for those who remember Larry Robinson um, in the playoffs against the Flyers, there was a time where. The Devils lost a game in the playoffs to the Flyers. And he said, after th- after tossing the garbage can, that he wanted to send a message to the players having such their thick skulls. And that press conference really stuck. And those are the kind of things that will turn a series around for a team to get them out of a funk. And that eventually got the Devils to beat the Flyers and go on to win the Stanley Cup against the Red Wings. So there will be those kinds of moments in the NHL playoffs where, you know, something a coach will say or a GM might say. And then what I always like is watching the NHL draft. I like, you know, seeing like an Elliot Friedman or I used to like listen to Pierre Maguire, but he gets a little too weird. But at the same time, he yaps off, yaps off about uh, Shattuck St. Mary's uh, players and this and that. And he's wishing to be a, a GM and it's kind of funny. It just really is uh, a very interesting uh, thing going on. And, I always enjoyed listening to Craig Button and he's the person who got me interested in becoming more into the NHL draft and scouting. And then Bob McKenzie, another really good person who I liked following. And I would like to see more of those things happen on both ESPN and Turner Sports. So what I really like to think about in the business side of things and the fan side of things, from the fan side of things, I know that the Devils have been rebuilding since Lou Lamorello uh, began to leave in 2013 when Ray Shiro and Tom Fitzgerald took place, uh, leaving the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, organization. They brought Dan McKinnon along and some of their scouts and Tom Fitzgerald and Ray Shiro brought in Paul Castron uh, eventually around, I believe, 2015 from Columbus. So they started making their own marks on the team. And when Ray Shiro got fired uh, after making the Taylor Hall trade, he actually did a really good job. And Tommy Fitzgerald was actually the assistant GM at the time, and he ended up getting the position 
as uh, an interim GM. And Tom Fitzgerald made some moves, you know, trading Blake Coleman, who ended up helping Tampa Bay win the Stanley Cup that year. Um, congrats to them last year. But the Devils got Nolan Foote, the son of uh, Adam Foote, and his brother is Cal Foote, who's a defensive prospect for Tampa Bay. And the Devils got themselves a really good prospect in that deal. And they got that um, Vancouver pick from Tampa Bay in that deal that got them Shakir Muhammadulin. And I really like that pick. I tend to think when those kinds of moves and those draft picks that are somewhat off the cuff uh, during an NHL draft, like when ESPN or Turner do uh, have those moments during an NHL draft, I'm sure there's going to be like a lot of people on social media being like, holy shnikes, did he really just do that? Like, we were expecting him to get player X versus player Z, and it's going to be like one of those things that I like uh, to think about is like, this is why you always have regional scouts, and this is what they're paid to do is to project what these players will be with the potential upside. And... I mean, speaking of which, it's not just um, the Turner and ESPN deals that I care about. It's also how can, you know, the league sustain uh, growing the game internationally. We've seen more players from Europe coming in. We've seen more players coming in from the U.S., um, more players lately from Finland, Um but this year's looking really good for Sweden. So for those of you who want to follow me, I'm at uh, Joe of Jersey on Instagram at uh, J-E-R-S-E-Y-D-E-V-I-L-O-G on Twitter. And don't forget, if you're in the U.S., you can also... Uh, Subscribe to uh, Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. It's all fantasy uh, sports wagers. It's uh, Vigit tokens. So it's it's just a fantasy currency. It, it's very interesting. You can put fantasy currency on your favorite uh, teams to win or lose. Uh, a lot of interesting things are coming in. So use promo code HUH2021 to help support the podcast. Um, don't be afraid to leave me a message, you know, here on anchor.fm. This will be on other uh, platforms. And I'm at the Puck Authority. I will be doing an article soon. It's going to be um, who the devils could be picking with, the, with their two first-round picks. Also some, like, uh, insider rumblings. I have someone uh, who knows somebody on the inside and tells me interesting information. But I wanted to give you folks um, the perspective of what 
I think as a, a writer and a fan on the ESPN and Turner deals that I believe it's a win-win for both the league and the new uh, entertainment stations that the NHL is going to use where the cap over time will go up, but they're not going to want to have to push the salary cap up too much because you want to avoid, you know, overspending or rapid inflation, stuff like that. It, you know, economics one-on-one and to have stable revenue stream for the league and the growth um, of the fan bases who will also um, be visiting all 32 arenas once this pandemic ends. I know I just got vaccinated over three weeks ago with my last second dose uh, from Pfizer. So um, not being paid to say that, this is something I want to say is that I want you to uh, take good care of yourselves. And if you really want to be part of this uh, wonderful uh, league called the NHL, don't be afraid to reach out to me. Um, thank you so much for those of you who are listening in the U.S., Canada, and abroad. Don't be afraid to uh, send out requests for topics here on Heads Up Hockey. Um, you'll see everything pop up on CastBox or Apple, Spotify, you name it. But um, a lot of interesting things this offseason and the playoffs are coming very soon. So I'll have to do something for that. Um, if you want someone to come on as a guest, you can uh, send me a voicemail uh, on anchor.fm. And uh, thank you for listening.